Your next promotion is just the beginning, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 175. This might actually be the most important podcast episode that I have ever done, especially if you didn't attend the recent live workshop I offered called Executive Presence Exposed. If you are somebody who has ever been told that you needed more executive presence if you wanted to get promoted, or maybe you've even told yourself that, in this episode, I am explaining exactly what executive presence means and how you can get more of it this week. Listen on. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Corporate Badasses, welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. So recently, I offered a series of workshops to my email list. So basically, anyone who's on my email list got invited to attend these workshops for free. And these were interactive workshops where I answered your coaching questions and talked to you about what you needed to do to create more executive presence and really to use that to your advantage so that you could get pretty much anything you want out of your career. So if you want to have that voice at the table, if you want to be promoted, if you want to have more work-life balance, whatever that might be for you, if you start to understand how to create that level of executive presence, then you're going to have more opportunities come your way. Now, before I get into the episode today and sharing with you some of the things that I learned delivering this workshop and some of the tips that I gave the women who attended the workshop, I, I want to invite you to join my email list if you're not already on it. My emails alone, similar to this podcast, have been known to give you the tools to get promoted. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not already on my email list, then run, don't walk to sign up for that. I talk about different things than I talk about here on my podcast. And I also deliver a higher level of content to you because we have an interactive exchange. You can email me back. I might ask you questions. I'm going to provide other opportunities for you to connect with my team, to connect with me personally, and invitations to workshops like the one I did a couple of weeks ago called Executive Press presence exposed. So the reason that I titled the workshop Executive Presence Exposed is because if you are somebody that has ever been told that you needed more quote unquote executive presence to have success, so to get that promotion or that next level opportunity, and you have zero idea of what that means, you are not alone. <laughs> and I laugh when I say that because a lot of times what happens is when we're given the feedback that you need more executive presence, we're not given the follow-up, which is what is that exactly and how do I get more of it? 
We have some inkling of what that means, but really inside of executive ahead of time, I've fostered an environment that is working on getting more executive presence, aka becoming the executive ahead of time over and over and over and over again. So I have been perfecting this process of quote unquote executive presence for many, many years now. And only recently have I decided that it needs to be exposed. Now, I've always decided that it needed to be shared. That's what my book, Promotions Made Easy, is also all about. But this idea of exposing executive presence is a little bit of a different take on it, and it matters. So let me give you an example When my book, Promotions Made Easy, came out, I was dropping my kid off at school. There was like a special event at school. And there's a woman at our school who is a mother, and she is also a COO of her organization. And she came up to me, and we've talked about the work that I do. And she came up to me, and she said, oh, my goodness, Stacey, I bought your book. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm so glad you bought it. And she said, yeah, I was reading through it. And I decided to buy a second one and give it to a woman on my team. She said that this woman on her team who's a vice president has been asking over and over again for a promotion. And she wasn't able to articulate to her what it was going to take for her to put her up for a promotion. Essentially, she felt like this employee of hers needed more executive presence, but she didn't know how to tell her to go out and get it. And quite frankly, and this isn't what the COO said, but quite frankly, she doesn't have time to do that. So if your boss is telling you you need more executive presence, but doesn't back it up with information, that's not necessarily their fault. It doesn't always mean that they're being shady and dodging the question. It just means one, they don't really know themselves. And two, they don't have time. They have other things going on in their job. They don't have time to teach you how to get more executive presence. So when she read my book, she bought a copy for her VP and gave it to her and said, do this. This is what I mean by executive presence. And she gave it to her. Now I want you to think about the magnitude of that single decision. So this podcast is called Women Changing Leadership. If as a woman in leadership, we had the ability to expose what executive presence means to every single person on our team, male or female, and give them a step-by-step guide to actually get more executive presence, could you imagine what would change in the world, right? Could you imagine what would change for us as women leaders who want to advance our careers if we were actually given the tools to get promoted? Now, it's one thing for me to give you those tools because you've been listening to my podcast and you apply those tools. And like I said, you can read my emails, you can apply what I talk about in my emails, and you have been doing this work over and over and over again. And so you know that it works. But if you had a boss, or let's say you were a boss, and you had the actual script, the actual tool to hand to your employees and say, do more of this. And this is what I mean by executive presence. Could you imagine what type, what caliber of woman that we would get at the leadership table? I mean, it just kind of blows my mind and it's so exciting. It makes this work that I'm doing 
so much bigger than just little old me. So executive presence exposed. In today's podcast episode, I'm also going to share with you some of what I talked about in that live workshop. And just side note, I'm probably going to be offering some more of these and they are so good. And it's so important that you show up live and interact with me to get the most out of it. So definitely go to stacymayer.com slash email to sign up for my email list, stacymayer.com slash email. And we'll also link to that in the show notes. Now, traditionally, executive presence has been defined very close to charisma, right? It's something that you either have or you don't. You can sort of learn it, but some people just got it and some people don't, right? And that's why when we're given the feedback, have more executive presence, what that person is also telling us is you just don't have it. You're just not ready yet and you need to fix yourself. If we leave it at that, those two words. So if my friend, the COO, just said to her employee, you need to get more executive presence, but doesn't give her the tools to do that, then she's sort of leaving it in this ambiguous place of like, you just need to be better, right? And that's really hard for anybody to do. And so my goal is to break it down so that you can really understand. So the first thing I want to do is change the words executive presence into what I really believe they're talking about when they say you need more executive presence. What they mean is you need to think and communicate like an executive leader. So think about the difference just in those two terms. So there's you need executive presence, which sort of begins and ends at the world of charisma. And then I share, you need to think and communicate like an executive leader. Which one of those definitions provides less shaming and more action? (laughs) Executive presence or think and communicate like an executive leader. I go with the second one, right? Executive presence It just, it has this feel to it. It's just not, they're just not great words. It doesn't feel good. But thinking and communicating like an executive leader, now that's something that you can act upon. So the first thing I want you to know today is if you've been told in the past that you need more executive presence, quickly translate that in your brain to I need to think and communicate like an executive leader. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to give you some tools so that you can begin doing just that. Let me share with you a story about Janine. So Janine was a vice president, and there was an opportunity at her organization for the next level role. And she had really set herself up to be considered for that role. She figured that would be her role if it ever became available. And at the point that she hired me, that role had just been given to somebody outside of their organization. They didn't even consider her. They didn't ask her to apply. They didn't promote her into that role. They just gave it to somebody else outside of her organization. And so she was completely fed up and she hired me as her executive coach. And when she came in to start working with me, of course, she was very frustrated, 
right? And you would be as well, right? If you get passed over for an opportunity by somebody outside of your organization, especially if you're doing everything right, there is no strikes against you. You always deliver. You're a great leader. You've made your ambitions known, and then they pass you over. So you traditionally, it can feel like you have two choices. You can either say, you know what? Screw it. I'm out of here. I don't need this company anyway. They don't respect me. They don't get me. You know, I'll never have an opportunity here. Or you'll put your head down, go back to your desk, be like, well, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't be considered for that role. Maybe I set my ambitions too high. You just go back to your desk. You focus on your work. You try and prove it to them so the next time they know that you're available, you suck it up. So traditionally, we usually feel like we have one of those two options. And I want to give you a third option. So when she came to me on the phone and she said in this terrible tone, very upset, that she had just got passed over for this promotion that she thought she was a shoe-in for, I said, oh, that's interesting. They just don't see you as an executive leader. So what do we need to work on? We have to work on how you can think and communicate like an executive leader. We just have to show them you are an executive leader. And she was like, what? And I said, yeah, they just don't see you as an executive yet. And then that gave us something to work on, right? You see how this takes the shame out of the conversation? Instead of just feeling like, oh, they don't appreciate me, or I just need to work hard and go back to my desk and suck it up, I gave her something to work on. Again, reiterating, we have to translate executive presence into really what it is so that we can make it actionable for ourselves. Now I want to show you how you're going to know if you're being successful at thinking and communicating like an executive leader. So how do you know if you're doing it right and you're on the right track? Well, the first way is you're going to get promoted, right? You're going to get included in the conversation. Opportunities are going to start to come to you. So that's one example, but that's a result. Along the way, you're going to have certain clues as to how you're shifting your behavior, and this is going to give you a focus of this action. The three things that define executive presence for me is how you see yourself, how other people see you, and how you see them. How you see yourself, how other people see you, and how you see them. So this is the foundation of all the core training modules that I teach inside of Executive Ahead of Time. We are working on all three of these pieces simultaneously. And I'm going to break it down a little bit for you today. But what I want to point out first of all is most of us see executive presence as how other people see us. We focus on that middle piece. So when you first think about what is executive presence, most people go to executive communication, how they look physically, how they communicate, right? How other people see them physically. This is why traditionally executive presence has been defined as looking and acting more like a man, 
rather than like thinking and communicating like an executive leader, right? And so when we take on that attitude, we might have certain levels of success. We might get that promotion because we modulate our voice or we speak up more or we assert ourselves or we're more ambitious or we take credit for our work, whatever those masculine qualities might be. But then once we get on the other side, we're not so happy with ourselves, right? We don't really have any work-life balance. We don't have any allies. We don't have any connections. We're not really sure if we're ready or even want the role. And so all of these other problems come up against that. And then we start to doubt ourselves and we feel like, well, maybe I, I was too ambitious. I never should have gone for this in the first place. And that's because as a woman, we care. We care about perception and we care about the work that we're doing. So we're not just wanting to act more like the role and then get the role and then continue acting like the role. At some point, that's going to fall flat and we're going to not enjoy it anymore because we're smart, (laughs) right? And that's not the life that we're trying to create. But I want you to see that that's only one third of the equation, So inside of Executive Ahead of Time, I also focus on self-concept, how we see ourselves. Do we see ourselves as an executive leader? That is part of thinking and communicating like an executive leader, is do we even see ourselves as an executive? And the answer is a lot of times no. No, we don't. We don't identify. We identify as a subject matter expert. We identify as a person who works by the hour and not gets paid for our ideas. Why is that? Not because we're not capable of the next level, but we just haven't spent a lot of time there. And so there are ways that we can start to work with our self-identity, our self-concept to really be able to understand and believe that we are not only capable of leading at the executive level. But the truth is there are things that we're doing right now that are already thinking and communicating like an executive leader. So one third of executive presence is how you see yourself. Do you see yourself as an executive leader? The second piece is the outward appearance, right? Do other people see you as an executive leader? That's where you spend most of your time and energy when you start to think about executive presence. And the third piece is how you see other people at your organization. Again, this is one third of the equation. When you're trying to create more executive presence, you need to spend attention on equal parts of all three of these things. Otherwise, you're not going to bring your whole self to the leadership table. So the third piece is how you see other people. And one of the concepts that I teach is called 15-minute ally meetings, which means you're going to meet with all of the executive team, various different leaders at your organization, really getting to know them peer-to-peer so that you take away that pedestal that you have so many leaders at your organization on, that you can't speak with them openly, that you only call on them in times of need, that you're stepping on your boss's toes if you talk to his boss, that you don't really need allies, you just need to get along with your peers, that your boss is the only person who's in charge of your career. And so what I do with 15-minute ally meetings is I break that concept apart 
so that we understand that even the CEO of our organization is a person, right? Is your equal. And now we're going full circle again, because if you believe and how you see other leaders as your organization, as your peer, as your equal, then your self-concept starts to rise and you believe and you understand and you can communicate the ways that you already are acting like an executive leader. And then you go into the second phase, which is that outward executive communication. Are you communicating like an executive leader? Right? You see how this works? So it's all three pieces at the same time. An inside executive ahead of time, which by the way, if you're not in there, please get in there. I am running a special for 2023 where I'm offering these really small, intimate coaching sessions that you get to schedule on your own time. And it's been an absolutely tremendous way for people to get in front of me and get really direct coaching and very honest feedback from me in real time so that they can begin applying what I'm teaching immediately. So join us in 2023 if you can at all make it possible. It's lifetime membership. So join now, take advantage of these strategy sessions, and then you'll still be in with us next year and the year after that and the year after that. Anyway, side note get into executive ahead of time. So I want to talk to this whole piece about the executive communication piece. And when I did the workshop last week, I asked leaders like how they defined executive presence. What were some of the ways, like some of the um, things that they've been told that they needed to work on more and if they wanted to be promoted. And some of the things that they shared with us were to be confident enough to speak up in meetings with other executives, speak slower, speak up more, think big picture, be strategic, don't be too nice. Oh, this person has been told that she's been too direct, um, too aggressive, speak up more, sell yourself. So just in these last two comments, which is I'm too aggressive and direct and speak up more, sell yourself, you can see the double bind dilemma. So what the double bind dilemma is, is as a basically, long story short, as a woman, you can't win, right? (laughs) That's basically what it means. If we speak up more, then we're seen as too aggressive. If we sell ourselves, then we're seen as too ambitious. So the tip that I want to give you today as we tie up this conversation is to find that place in the middle. And I think that That is where traditional women's leadership books and tools has really failed us as women leaders is that they're not teaching that middle way. They're taking us from one extreme, which is that we're too nice, and they're making us be more aggressive, but they're not teaching us how to be somewhere in the middle. So let me just take that example of not being too nice. Because I know that for so many of you, the idea of being seen as too aggressive is worse than not getting the promotion. And I want to say that again. The idea of not being nice and not being perceived as a kind-hearted person is worse than not getting a promotion. So we will give up 
the title if that means that we need to be more aggressive. Why? Because we're amazing. Because we're awesome women. Because we get what it means to be kind-hearted, compassionate individuals. And I want you to know that I have no desire to get you promoted by being more aggressive, right? I don't want you to get to the C-suite and be an asshole. Like, who wants more of that in leadership? So this idea that we need to be more aggressive or we need to be less nice is a bunch of BS. Like, if we do that, we're creating a leadership table that sucks. So... What I teach is the middle way, the way in the middle that keeps us from being too aggressive, but doesn't take away our niceness. And so what does that look like? First of all, it looks at the too nice comment and it asks the question, what does that mean in terms of thinking and communicating like an executive leader? Why is being too nice not quote-unquote, executive presence? Why is being too nice not having executive presence? And the first thing I want to tell you is that it's not. It's not executive presence. Being too nice is not executive presence. Being aggressive is also not executive presence, but it is being more like a man. And so I think that's why in traditional women's leadership books, they would offer this idea of speaking up more, asserting ourselves, putting ourselves out there, because at least at at the very least, we would kind of look and act more like the rest of the room. But at the end of the day, it's not being a good executive leader. And like I said, it might lead to promotions, but it's not going to lead to a really great self-concept And it's not going to lead to having more allies at your organization if people don't like you or they isolate you from the conversation. So we don't want that either. But if we just look at what too nice becomes, if what niceness becomes in terms of executive presence and what aggressiveness becomes in terms of executive presence, and we figure out what that middle way is, now we're thinking and communicating like an executive leader. So what's that middle way, you ask? Showing the executive leadership team that you can do hard things. The middle way between too nice and too aggressive is showing the executive leadership team that you can do hard things. That's it. So back to the story at the beginning of this episode about Janine. So she was actually told that she didn't receive the promotion, one, because she didn't really want it. You don't want that because it's a more aggressive role and you're very nice. That's the information that she was actually shared with her. So, of course, that pissed her off, right? Of course, that frustrated her even more. She's like, well, you know, come on. Of course, I'm nice. That shouldn't penalize me from getting the next level role. And I completely agree. But I was able to show her how she wasn't showing them that she could do hard things. So then I coached her not to be less nice or to be more aggressive, but to show her executive leadership team that she could do hard things. How did we do that? 
through our executive communication. We talked about different problems that were happening on our team and not just the problem, but how we were solving for that problem, right? So many women, especially nicer women, brush that under the table. They say, oh, they don't want to hear about my problems. Yeah, they don't want to hear about your problems as problems to be solved by them, but they're happy to hear about the solution that you created, that you were able to solve a big problem. When you start showing your work in this way and you start showing up as that executive leader, showing them that you are already doing hard things, then they start to trust that you can lead at that next level. Because guess what? When she got promoted, then there was this huge series of layoffs and she had to lay off a large percentage of her team, aka a hard thing. When you get promoted into executive leadership, you have to do hard things, right? And so she was able to start to show them because she did get promoted. She was able to show them ahead of time that she was capable of doing hard things, all with her big ass smile, right? She's still the nicest person at her organization who can do really hard things. That, my friends is executive presence, how we think and communicate like an executive leader. When you, number one, redefine executive presence for what it actually is, it's not charisma at all. It's not having more people like you. It's not speaking up more. It's not being more aggressive. It's not taking bigger risks. But it is somewhere in the middle. We can't keep doing what we're doing and expect a different result. So what do we do? We learn how to think and communicate like an executive leader. How do we do that? By the way we see ourselves, by the way other people see us, and how we see them. You start doing that, you are going to have more executive presence. And the icing on the cake is you are going to know how you got to your unique level of success. You're going to know exactly how you made it to the C-suite so that you can begin to lead other people at your organization, so that you can be that woman that hands another woman my book at their organization and says, read this. This is what executive presence is. You're going to be living from that place of abundance, lifting everybody else up, exposing executive presence for everyone at your organization. Well, maybe not everyone, but the leaders that you actually like and that you want to see promoted, you're going to be able to do that because you're going to know how you did it. So then you'll be able to translate that to so many other people. This is what we're doing inside of Executive Ahead of Time. If you're not already in there, get in there. If you are having any doubts, any questions, anything in your mind at all, email me, let me know. We will hop on a call because I want to make sure that you really understand the magnitude of the transformation and the work that we are doing when we start to take this level of ownership in our career, how we truly become that change for women in leadership. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.